This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So... The only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, good evening and welcome to this latest episode of the Forever Bristol City podcast. Dean said before the game, I'd fancy this against anybody. Did he get a response? Did he? There we go. And uh, six defeats in a row. Um, final score. It was awful. It was flat. I know it's an empty ground, but it finished City nil, Reading 2. Yeah, uh, you can't describe. It was without the goals, a continuation of where we were on uh, on Saturday. Uh, joining me, uh, early doors, uh, Les, uh, Mark and Dave Fevs. Ian's uh, off doing his other commitments, a bit like uh, Gary Lineker when he does match of the day, but he's allowed to do BT Sport as well. Um, let, um, let me come to each of you in turn very quickly. I'll, I'll ask a very simple question for a yes-no answer. Uh, Les first, Dean Holden, dead man walking. I'd like to think he is, but I don't think he is just yet. No. Mark, dead man walking? Yeah, and uh, Ashton or Ashton or Lansdowne, Bond villains, which will be the man with the holding gun? Very good. <laughs> yeah, you said you'd get that one in, but I'll give you 10 out of 10 for that. And Dave, yeah, thanks for telling somebody to stop typing, whoever that was. Uh, Dave, uh, dead man walking, or do you think he's got another life or more? I think, uh, yes, I do, but I think, Steve won't want to do it after going on radio yesterday. I think he shot his bolt yesterday by going on too soon. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, talking about shooting their bolt and it's Tosser's Day being Pancake Tuesday. 
Uh, I switched over at halftime. I started watching it on Robin's TV and then ended up watching it on the Sky Red button. But Peter Trago, had he been decorating or tossing pancakes or something? But did you notice the white marks he had on his right thigh? You know, put a decent pair of jeans on. Put a decent pair of jeans on, mate, if you're going to come if you're going to come on television, for goodness sake, you know? I didn't know. I didn't realise he got that excited during our games. I mean, uh, it can't be this. Well, there you go. No, it was there before. I think it was paint because it looked, uh, it looked dry from uh, ah. where I was sitting. But as I say, I switched over at half-time and went on the uh, went on the red button. Uh, and the commentator there, he'd obviously been well briefed by most of the people on OTIP because he was very uh, scathing and saying a lot of things we sat on there. So at least he'd done his own work. Ian's uh, popped in the studio. Ian, I'll ask you the question I asked everybody with a straight yes-no answer. Um, is it dead man walking for Dean Holden? After that, it wasn't six. It could have been three or four, but they kept it. You know, he'll turn around and say we did a good second half. So, is he walking? <laughs> Ian. Oh. Well, I don't know what's happened to Ian there. <laughs> they, 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 Gary Lineker has given him a few packets of walkers. Right. That's what it is. He's, let's, he's get condom, in, let's, get in, let's get into the lineup. I'll come to you first, Dave. The lineup. Um, what was it? People were a bit unsure. Uh, Hunt. Obviously, he was the full guy who uh, got the uh, unwanted uh, left side, wing-back, full-back, whatever you want to call it. How did you view the shape of the side, uh, Dave, when you saw it? Um, I don't think it really mattered what shape we put out. I think when you go out to a game and you say, I'm picking my experienced players, I think you're doing the, in effect, the, the same as I'm picking my trusted players. And, and where do you go? After that, you, you leave yourself with, with nowhere to go. So, and I, and I think when you start picking teams based on experience, you're throwing out all of the good stuff around whether people have played well or whatever. And I, and I think it shows that you've run out of ideas and I kind of didn't really give a monkey's how the team shaped up today because it, it didn't matter. You were just picking up on some of the comments that have been he'd been saying then, yeah, and just his his pre match didn't inspire a great deal. Yeah, I, 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 if, no, if you if you say that, you've, you're basically admitting you've run out of ideas. Yeah, you know, come, I, I said before the game when you start talking about tub thumping and you know we've got to do this, we've got to look ourselves a bit. Let's actually hear tactically what you want to do. Well, that's what the players want to hear. They don't. They don't give a monkeys whether you say, come on, we've got to get out there and do things. That that means nothing to them. And and it and it showed that unfortunately, I think his his, his time has run. Yeah. It's the last words of a drowning man, isn't it? I think you'd probably call it. Yeah, yeah. Now somebody said we're breaking up a bit on here on the fine, one of the things. Fine from my end. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's fine from my end. You can all hear. So, apologies if uh, Goose, you're saying we're breaking up terribly. Well done for uh, for trying. Um, okay, Ian, can you hear us? Or are you uh, somewhere else at the moment? Yeah, you're listed as connected. No, I don't think Ian is there, even though he's listed as uh, connected. Um, Les, d did you any surprises in the starting uh, lineup for you? Were you were you happy? Was were you expecting it to shape up like that with Lansbury, Nag, and Pato in midfield? That is expensive, but as Ian said to me at half time, they couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag. Those three. No, no, I thought it was pretty much what I expected. I didn't think Tal would be playing at left back again. I thought we'd be the Hunt or Viner filling in, and they put Hunt there, but. You know, as Dave said, it's all well and good picking a team if you've got no tactical nous, and you're obviously not giving the, a team clear instructions apart from get the ball, hit it long, hope fan wins the header and see what happens. Um, 
you're not going to get anywhere, are you? So that's so no, the only justification. Yeah, the only justification for putting uh, Dijou in. Mark, I mean, did you feel Fam keeping his place? You know, you could have dropped, could have dropped either of them, really, couldn't you? And maybe tried Naki in that central uh, position. What did you think of the lineup? It was, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's like, you know, somebody's going to get the black spot, aren't they? And, and they're, they're this week's, week's uh, left back whipping boy or left wing back. So, yeah, I mean, it could have been anybody. Thank God they weren't Mariapa, but and I suppose Hunt did his best, um, apart from his defending for the first goal, which was, was awful. But I mean, yeah. it, was a, it, was a, it was a line of five that um, gradually got deeper and deeper. And, and that's, that's, that's uh, what, you know, where we got into trouble. We just didn't have anything to affect the game. And yeah. you know, it really, 2-0 two, two, two could have been 5-0, really, for all City did. It would yeah, have made any difference. Defence made a couple of saves, didn't it? I mean, Dave, I thought the first 20 minutes we competed to a point, didn't we? Didn't you think that? And we got stuck in. We conceded 22 fouls today, which must be a record, four players booked. But did you think there was any promise despite your pre-kickoff dejectedness? Did you thought we did okay in the early stages? Um, I think you you started off with the right comments that we tried to compete and we we tried to get our foot in. Lansbury, a couple of first-time balls, ran a corner that Wells kind of went, I think he pinged him over the, the top of the right right uh, sided centre back as as well, and and that looked to be our only real hope, but it petered out around about twenty five minutes, half hour. It did, and, and, and it, it did, and I don't know whether that's a you know lack of fitness that we can't actually close the ball down for long enough. But it, it you know it was on the cards when I think it was was it Elise went through and. Hunt cleared off off the line, and there was a couple of other skirmishes. And you yeah, thought, the worst skirmishes going to happen. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, Hunt, as you said, Hunt was off the line on thirty six minutes. Les, I mean, the first goal, um, silly little foul by uh, Naj uh, over on the touchline. I mean, it was the the player was facing uh, out. He wasn't in a dangerous position, and Naj almost threw. I think the bloke played for the foul, but it was a it was a well struck free kick. And uh, it went over Hunt's head. And Yao, he just showed the power to go past Taylor Moore, didn't he? I mean, it was poor defending or good good anticipation by Yao? Well, I think it was good positioning by Yao. But I think, I think Mark said a minute ago, uh, I think it was Hunt who was a defender at the near post. And he's obviously misjudged mm-hmm. the ball and got under it. But at the same time, Joe, I think, has taken a touch in the six-yard box and then smashed it in. And, you know, you shouldn't be allowing a, def- a striker, you know, at any level to take a touch in the six-yard box. Maybe it was just too strong uh, for whoever was marking him. But it was basic stuff. I mean, you don't expect yeah. to concede goals like that at this level. And, you know, I actually thought for the first 15 minutes, we had quite a good defensive shape. We weren't obviously yeah. threatening in any way at all. And that just undoes the hard work. And as the game goes on, we then build in confidence. And um, yeah, it's interesting like you said, that. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting Even, you say who was all? marking Yao because hello Ian. It's interesting you say who was marking Lucas Yao because you know who was marking him. And if it was anybody, it should have been the more the strongest defender we had, which was which was Callas. And maybe more about him as captain uh, later. But uh, I'll bring you in, Ian. We're on the first goal uh, uh, at the moment. Um, unnecessary foul not in a particularly dangerous position, but uh, it was whipped in well. Sloppy goal to concede the first one, yeah? Yeah, I mean, Naj gives away a ridiculously stupid foul um, in the midst of a ridiculously stupid performance from our midfield. Mm. Um, He'd obviously said, right, you've got to go out, you've got to get your tackles in, you can't, you know, you can't pussyfoot around. So he sent people out there to do jobs they couldn't do. 
none of our midfield can tackle their way out of a wet paper bag. Yeah. Um, so I gave you credit for I, that, Tommy, before you came on, Ian, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> well, uh, and, and we gave away, wait for it, 24 free kicks tonight. That's a free yeah. kick every three and three quarter minutes. Yeah, yeah. And four That's players pathetic. booked. Four, play- and more and play- four players booked. Four, four players booked. And yeah. um, hopefully, uh, I, I hope the reason that Mark Ashton hasn't um, come on board and I was given an is, you know, come out from hiding. I was given a, a, a um, interesting theory on that that I'll share with you later on. All right. And that's um, is is that he's actually out uh, talking to uh, a professional, experienced manager with promotions on his CV and quality, because that we cannot, cannot, cannot give Dean Holden another game as manager. Well, and I do it. Yeah. Let's, exactly um, the same with the coaches. Yeah, let's. But, yeah, uh, terrible, I mean, was terrible, terrible goal to concede. Yeah. So you, in answer to the question I asked right at the top of the uh, podcast, dead man walking. You're in the yes camp without question. Yep. Oh, I was in the yes camp two weeks ago, but yep. I mean, yeah, his it's, it's, it's position's completely untenable. Completely, yep. un- there is nothing good we haven't got. You normally look at a side and you say, like QPR, they're a good, good attacking side, but they can't defend very well. Yeah. Or you look at somebody like Warnock's teams, like when he had uh, uh, when he's got Middlesbrough and he had teams before that. They're not great, great going forward, but they can really defend and they dig in. Yeah. And we haven't got anything. At well, you're all, talking we about got you're a, talking about identity. We haven't got a, let's, let's we haven't got a, go a midfield player who can pass. We haven't got a defender who can defend, and we haven't got a forward. Worthy of name because the service away. they get is terrible. That's it. So, no, it's, you know, it's, sorry, it's to, sorry to rant, but there we are. No, no, no. Look, there you are. No, I say you did, Joy. We'd already mentioned the number of fouls. It was 24. You were obviously keeping a better count than but I was. They're, they're Mark, nothing fouls, though, Dave. Sorry, just to chip in. Yeah, they were nothing. Yeah, they weren't. They, they, they were not put the areas, opponent they? off. No, no. Yeah, they, they were a little. It was, it was, it was, it was wrestling, wasn't it? They just tried yeah. to wrestle. That was what yeah. they tried to do. Let me, let me come to you, Mark, for the, uh, for the second goal, and I'll, I'll come to each of you for the second goal because it just about some city up their defender morrison went on a mazy run he took a flick from lucas yao which could have been a foul as well because i think it was uh viner clattered him to the ground but morrison just kept on running and i think there was two defenders by him when he very skillfully dinked the ball over bentley it was a good finish but he, he nobody stopped him he just ran through unchallenged yeah. didn't he is that how yeah, he used to he played he played a one-two with Jao, who had his back to goal. Um, he was he was almost on the ground when he played it back to him. But all Morrison wanted to do, all he had in his mind, was get getting onto that ball. And he, he brushed past fine there. Mariapa tried to tackle him. He brushed past him, and he put his foot in. And I think it may have come off Bentley and just flicked over the top of him. Yeah. But he was just so determined to get in there. And both their centre-backs, both him and McIntyre, wanted to go forward, similar to uh, Sheffield United in a way. They were yeah. both given licence to go forward. And, and Reading did that all evening. You know, yeah. the, the front the front three midfielders bring the rest into play and they find yeah. the space. No, they, it's nice they, to watch. We looked like a second division, a first league one yeah, side. We could, against have been, a, we could have been hammered tonight. There was, one been thing, there was one thing that I picked up on the commentary. It was after 24 minutes, um, I think um, the commentator said, <laughs> City are chasing shadows but keeping their shape. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the whole you, thing. How did you see that second goal, Les? I mean, it was it summed up City really, didn't it? That you know, nobody went nobody ran with him, nobody challenged him, half hearted tackle on uh yeah, he couldn't stop him getting a flick. It, it was a it was a typical Bristol City goal to concede, wasn't it? I think that goal sums up or shows a side that are completely devoid of any confidence at all. Um, the way a centre-back who is a bit of a lump, Morrison, he's not, you know, I don't think a ball-playing centre-back just walks straight no, through without a serious challenge, says the players have, what's the word? They've not given Packed up. It because they don't give up. They've, they've, they've subconsciously lost confidence. They've, and unfortunately, it doesn't help. You've got Nagy in there and you've got Lansbury, neither of whom are particularly physical uh, ball-winning midfielders. Um, and I don't think that would have happened if Joe Williams was playing, but he's not. Um, so I just think it was a, it's just, just a complete sign of a lack of confidence yeah. in the side, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Dave, the commentator said uh, that, that this was um, the uh, Robbins TV commentator said, big half-time team talk required by uh, by Dean Holden. Um, do you... Do, what what does he say? Because you know it's sort of you're two nil down, two Help. goals in three minutes. <laughs> well, what I mean, you've been you've played football to a reasonable level. Uh, what would the atmosphere have been like in the dressing room? Do you think it was flat before they even went out, and it would be even? You could hear a pin drop in there. What do you think? I, I kind of said it at the, at the start, Dave, that if you kind of rant and rave and you know give it, you know, come on, lads, we've got to do this. Professional footballers don't want that. They, they want instruction. They want to be convinced of what they're going out there to do. Mm. You know, and, and I can I only imagine the only tactical instruction I could imagine they got at halftime was let's kick the ball as high and hard as we can at the second half. That seemed to be a, a deliberate ploy for about the first six or seven minutes and then it, it settled into it. But I, 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 don't, I don't get how we can let a team play up to the halfway line Without any little pressure, and that's you know normally I'd be moaning about Gigi, and I'm and I'm not because it's it's mm. it's pure time. They not only do they get to the halfway line, they get to the the halfway line facing forward with their head up. There's no pressure on them at all no. across the team, and 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 you could do that against any any team, and and you basically you you just you just get absolutely whooped. You know it's 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 poor. It's all right being in shape. But if you're being passed around and passed through, that shape means yeah. absolutely bugger all. And we tried on Saturday, and I, I went on the pod on Saturday, but for me it didn't matter whether we played a three-man midfield, a four-man or a five-man midfield. If you don't put pressure on the ball and you don't engage the man on the ball, you get passed around because the players in the opposition teams are good enough to just do that. And and they did it today. Reading strolled that game today. They never they broke did. that first gear. No, I think you're right. And when they did, they whipped whizzed it round a few times. I mean, Ian, second half, it, as, as Dave's just said, Reading controlled it. They put in, a, they had a number of chances. Estevez had a shot that was blocked for a corner. Then from that corner, McIntyre's flick was not behind uh, by, by Bentley. And he's let in uh, eight goals the last two games. I don't blame him for any of them. But the second half, there was no, there was no response worthy of the name, was there? No. And, uh, like I said, we, we are a side with, is without ability. So we, we've got nothing going for us. We're not a big physical team. Um, we're small. We're weak. Um, we've got no confidence. We haven't got a pass. We haven't yeah. got a throw-in. I mean, 
a couple of couple of things tonight. Viner gets wide on the right. He's in ten yards of space. He boots the ball into yeah. the um the Lansdowne. Completely yeah. misses the penalty box. We get a free kick. Wells got brought down. Lansbury says, Give it to me, lads. Whips in a free kick. Straight out of play. Yeah. Now that yeah. that to good, me good area completely, here. you've got he, yeah, yeah, yeah but you you, it, it, you get all week or at least a few games or for God's sake, if, if, if we can't get on the grass, you know, this, this excuse about, oh, we've got a lovely training ground, but we can't get on it. Well, we haven't had a lovely training ground for the last four or five seasons. It no, that was one of the difference. points I was going to make, this business about, oh, we haven't you know, got a training ground. We, just, didn't have, we had the old training ground when we were beating Manchester United and 48 points on the block with 23 games played four years, three and, three and a bit years ago. Yeah, and, and the problem is, the problem is, Dave, that, that it, it seems to me that there's no confidence, there's no character, there's no identity there's no method of play. There's no team shape. And nothing. the players don't... The, the, there is absolutely nothing there. And no, the redeeming, thing, no redeeming but, feature but the, about any the only aspect thing you of can, play. The only thing yeah. you can do is change the manager and coaches because you can't change all the players. They're under contract. Yeah. Right? Well, you've got your Although, list there, hopefully, and we'll come on to that later as well. Okay, um, yeah. Um, I mean, look, I don't want to do marks this evening because that's just going to be, yeah, it's a paper exercise and it's a bit of a bit of a waste of time. Um, one, one, what I do want to do is two things. We want to talk about that Lansdowne interview on Radio Bristol. Yeah, we'll do that. And then we'll talk about the undoubted speculation that is go, going to go on concerning uh, Dean Holden. I just want to, we've got loads of messages on here that people want, uh, I said people to write in. Uh, some Tim Bailey, he said, will the big man stand up and make the call, sack Holden and Ashton, and put us out of our misery? I expect nothing will happen. We'll slowly drop down the league, putting on another, uh, what's the word, another <laughs> fest. And it's like a slow motion car crash, which I agree. We can all see it. Lansdowne will not be able to admit or accept he made another awful mistake. Well, look, that's that. There's a load more messages uh, on here. Yeah, somebody said, forget Mark's day. We've done that. So well done there. Um, anything else there worth talking about? Uh, Guy Maggio said, just got to get to the end of the season with what we've got. Let each and every one of those out-of-contract players go and allow a new manager to shape his squad. And Beelers put on there, hope it's not Michael Appleton. And as some people say, what, Michael Appleton who steered Lincoln to the top of the division? Maybe that's who uh, are... Were they, were they in, a, were they in the championship, a, Lincoln? Uh, no, they're not. No. But it's taken... But then Paul Cook, if we're talking names, he's not taken anybody up. But and Mark App, Michael Appleton, he's a mate of Mark Ashton. So that gives him the nice human uh, credentials to get the job. Um Les, have you heard? Have you heard the? Uh, have, did, have you heard the Lansdowne interview? I played it back out this morning. Have you? Have you heard that at all, or being up? In yeah, London, no, no, I did. I was actually quite surprised. I thought it was a lot more forthright than he was when LJ or Lee Johnson was going through a similarly bad run. What a run! And the thing I found most interesting was the first question that he was asked, where you know, does uh, Dean Holden have your full support? And what I found interesting was he didn't say yes. Do you know what I mean? Whereas with yeah. LJ in the past, he's been very supportive. He said, I'll give him time. I didn't get any sense of that at all with Dean Holden. He sounded thoroughly pissed off to me. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, so he threw, he threw Holden, Holden under the bus, didn't he? Yeah. If I was Dean Holden <laughs> listening to that interview, I would be thinking, I've got no support from 
no support yeah. whatsoever from that. Well, he didn't even have uh, any players supporting him for the press conference. Yes, he said. He said yeah. um, that in these times we all work together. We're all under pressure. We've got to turn it around and make things better. Dean's got to do that starting tomorrow night. Yeah, it'd be stupid to give him support, though, wouldn't he? And then you know, you lose six nil today, five nil against Barnsley, and then he's got to sack him. You know, yeah. he's going to look. Well, it was a bit like it was a bit he's like non, he's non-committal. And I think he actually, you know, there's lots of things about the interview we could talk about, but I think he'd have been absolutely mad to say give him the vote of confidence because ultimately, oh yeah, yeah. have to go yeah. back on that decision, isn't he? Yeah, it was a bit like uh, Pretty Patel being asked if she had uh, full confidence in Cressida Dick. You know, that was a very good political answer Lansdowne gave to the equivalent question, just sort of saying nothing and silence says everything sometimes, really, doesn't it? But uh, but there we go. Um, if I was so Dean Holden, I'd be very very worried by that. Yeah, by that. Interview. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he knows he's in trouble, doesn't he? Yeah, Mark. Uh, um, Mark, your namesake, he came out of it relatively unscathed. We have to be thankful for all the work that Mark Ashton is doing as uh, as chief um, executive and his contacts within the EFL. What's he doing for us there? Well, I don't want a politician. I want uh, somebody, uh, I want, I'd rather have a director of football that recruits properly and gives us a player to keep us in division or, or helps us to go forward. From, from those comments, he, he's happy to have a politician there. If you want a politician, but appoint somebody with some expertise. I mean, the only thing that well, you I, could, I think you could appoint Dave's bloke, uh, Scudamore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, what, that's what it sounded like. Ahead, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. I like him as a, you know, I like him as a politician. He, he he's he's treated unfairly. He does a lot of hard work. Um, and something else came out. It didn't come out of that interview, but it was in uh, the Evening Post that apparently Ashton suggested three left-back uh, 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 candidates, I think Greg Cunningham, Christian Pedersen and one other, and yep. the board turned, yeah, turned them all down. Well, who is the it board, turned down, who, is, it, who is the board in turned, that context, though? It was turned down by um, John Lansdowne. What, speaking from his Bermuda? Where from? Bermuda. We know where you live, and we're taking a private jet over there to try and get some answers. Dave and I know exactly John, where. John John Lansdowne turned to, is, is the information that I've had. If the club want to come out and say no, that's not correct. It was turned down by Steve Lansdowne, Mark Ashton, or whatever. But he put those three names forward. Um, uh, Manning was the other left back. Oh, Ryan Manning uh, is he the um, QPR yeah. player? He was. Yeah, he's he's now. now. Oh yeah, he, he, right. He put those three names forward, and he was rejected. So, yeah. but, but, can't the, blame but the Landstangs have never said no, Ian. They've never said no. That's what we've been told. Oh, we so, go to that. Sounds like they have. Sounds like they're, why, they're uh, guys. Why I'm coming round to it, Dave? And, and, and I agree, Ian. And I think the point the point I was going to say is. Steve Lansdowne, he didn't give Dean much of a you know vote of confidence. I don't think saying no. Mark's great with the EFL and the FA. Is is a, a ringing endorsement either because when he started talking about recruitment, he he didn't exactly say yeah he's doing a great job there either. And perhaps the Lansdowns have looked at those three players that Mark Ashton's put in front of them and said, actually we're starting to lose a bit of trust in the players you're capable of bringing in. So but Dave, I, let me I don't ask know, you the question. Let me ask you the question. And again, this is something you've raised on an earlier pod, and we talked about it earlier today. He said no to three fullbacks. Yeah, right. But he then went out and signed a player that realistically 
we didn't really need, who wasn't fit to play, who all he did was kick a few people, boot the ball into touch a few times a season that this this evening. That's not the Henri Lansbury that we thought we were trying to get about four years ago. So he sanctioned that guy who would have been more expensive than certainly the, the young lad, Manning, that you just said. And he's also said we offered Famara the best contract we've ever offered to a player, if I heard that correctly. Yet all the players are out of contract. There's no negotiations playing with them. This is an inconsistency, isn't it? it it's a series of contradictions, isn't it? You know, and, and I think Steve just said on there, Lansdowne's rattled and I think he was yesterday. He came out. I, I likened it to being the night watchman on Twitter last night, going out to face face the new ball with, you know, a few overs left in bad light to protect Mark Ashton from getting pelters or his son from getting pelters. And, and I think that's what he did. Um, yeah, I th- I thought he was quite careful in what he said in terms of not being too overcommitted on on anything. Um, and I'm glad he did. I know people get wound up with the rugby thing. You know, that was kind of a question that came from the interview. But he he didn't come out with the well. I stick all the money in. You know, I'll do whatever I want. And I'm glad he didn't. Well, do he that. actually he he did say, uh, I quote. Uh, football's very expensive. It costs a lot of money, and we all know where that comes from. Oh, yeah, and that's the same. That's the same as saying that. And Les, I mean, Les and Ian, both of you separately on this one. He said, "Of course," he said, "In Pat Lamb, we've got the Pep Guardiola of rugby." And I, as soon as I heard that, I felt like saying, well, indeed, Holden, we've got the equivalent in rugby of the manager of old Red Cliffians. And sorry to anybody who plays for old Red Cliffians in Bristol. You know, no, that, absolutely. He, he made that He made that comment. That was a naff comment to make, wasn't it? Don't you think, Les? Well, it's a, it's a comment. Let's see. first send Ian. Let's first send Ian. Okay. I, I just, you know, I don't really see the point of discussing the rugby aspect of, of no. in his interview yesterday. Um I think it's all a bit irrelevant, really, and it all comes back to the summer and what really happened that resulted in Dean Holden getting the job. And I'm guessing we're never going to find out. Um, but I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall during those discussions because something must... I said this in the summer. Something must have gone very, very wrong for us to go through a six-week process and end up with Dean Holden. And yeah. unfortunately, we're bearing the, fu- we're bearing the fruits yeah. of that now. Um, yeah. Ian, what do you think about that comparison he made? It was an insult. Now, as a Bristolian, I'm really pleased to see Bristol Rugby Club doing well. But quite honestly, as a Bristol City fan, I couldn't give a flying about what the rugby club are doing. I've been supporting City for over 50 years, right? And I do not want the owner saying, well, the rugby's got Pep Guardiola in Pat Lamb, but you've got Steve, uh, you've got Dean Holden. What, what did you think of that comment in particular? Um, we don't want Pep Guardiola. We want a manager whose CV set suggests he would do what Steve Lansdowne said he wanted to do when he did his Billy Big Shoes interview with Talk Sport. Yeah. Take us to the next level. Yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like so, he's doing that at the moment, doesn't it? <laughs> so if he'd if let's say, if he'd have gone and got Neil Warnock, right? And lots of City fans don't like Warnock. I don't. I don't mind the bloke. But whatever you say about him, he's got, what, eight, nine promotions on his CV? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. taken unfashionable clubs into the Premier League and kept them there on occasions. Now, I think if you said to most City fans, certainly if you said to me, tell you what, you can get promoted to the Premier League and you can stay up there for one season and come down the next. All right? I'd say, yeah, not half. Because in that time, 
you pick up 200 million pound and you get 40 odd million pound in parachute money and providing yeah, you're not a complete providing you're not a complete clot and you spend it all then you you, you that would do thing that would put the club in a fantastic sustainable position yeah because where we are now is completely unsustainable and we're not going to keep raising 25 30 million pounds worth of players to buy and we haven't got the contacts to pick up the good players from Liverpool and the good players from Chelsea. So we just haven't. Well, but we so, thought we had when we got two ex-England youth coaches in. That was one of the things that was put on the table to justify their selection. Simpson yeah, but, and I mean, Downing. Yeah, I, I, I know you mean, but at the end of the day, they are <coughs> coaches in the same way that Holden and McAllister were coaches to Lee Johnson. And Holden and McAllister didn't get much stick when they were assisting Lee Johnson. So I, th- I think I, I look at it uh, and, and know that, that I mean, com- conflating the rugby with the football is a meaningless, uh, it's, it's, it's a, a false narrative. Yeah. So, no. so, you, so it doesn't matter, basically. If Bristol go on and win the European Challenge Cup or whatever it's called these days and finish top of the Premiership, nobody would be happier than I am. No, but but it's got absolutely nothing to do with Bristol City, and Bristol City is the thing that binds all of us together. We wouldn't be on this yeah. call at the moment if it wasn't for Bristol City, and no. and that's that's the bit he's got to get right. And saying, "Well, enjoy the rugby." I know the football's crap, but hey, enjoy the rugby is a bit silly. Yeah, and um, I, I don't think it was very well thought out. And saying, "Well, we all know where the money comes from." Well, I I think. Fifteen to sixteen thousand season ticket holders would beg to differ. Yeah, well, our, and we've said this before that the percentage of funds that Bristol City fans put in out of their total income is probably not dissimilar to the percentage of his wealth that he puts in. But as he says, he puts in the big he puts in the big bucks uh, on there. Yeah, I but mean, he only Mark- has to put in the big bucks because the club is financially unsustainable. Correct. When yeah. when Burnley got promoted to the Premier League. Yeah. They didn't even have an overdraft. No. Now, that is what, and, and since the Americans have bought them, there's a lot of people in Burnley wishing they hadn't because they've done exactly what the Glazers did at Man United and transferred all the debt from their purchase to the club. Mm. So all of a sudden, Burnley went from being not in debt to being something like 70 to 90 million in debt. Yeah. So, you know, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I still think... That, that, you know, all this stuff about when I love it. Well, I don't love it. I, I could scream when um, Ashton comes out and says, well, you know, when he's been interviewed by Jeff Twentyman, well, you know, Jeff, you know, we're, we're, we're like any other business. No, you're not. You're like a fruit shop and veg shop that eats all the fruit and veg yourself. And then your Uncle Steve comes along at the end of the year and says, well, how much money do you make? So I didn't make any money because I ate it all myself. Well, you didn't sell any. No. <laughs> quite, quite like that no, shop. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't I No, I, I didn't sell anything. Well, how much? Yeah. Well, so I'm a million quid in decks. I bought a million quid spread of fruit and vegetables. And I ate it all myself. I'm in lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, let me, oh, let well, me here's, bring... here's a million pounds to get you out of trouble. And yeah. that's exactly what we're like. Yeah. 
let me bring uh, let me bring you in, uh, Mark, on this. I mean, we talk about we need a coach. When Bristol Rugby hired Andy Robinson a few years ago, his credentials for doing the job appeared sound. Yeah, and my little involvement I have with rugby in terms of keeping a passing eye on it, he looked to be an abject failure. And when I checked on Wikipedia today, he's managing the Romanian national side. But getting in a manager with a track record, it isn't always a guarantee of success, is it, Mark? Or or yeah, well, it, I mean, well, it isn't isn't with us. And I mean, I mean, known Steve Lansdowne before. Talk quite disparagingly at the likes of Neil Warnock. Oh, we 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 wouldn't get a manager like that. But I think it's because they would challenge him and, and make him, you know, make him a little bit uncomfortable because they got they got an edge because they're you know they're they're winners. Like Ian said, and the Tony Pulis is, although we had him, he's, he's, he's got a very good CV as well in, with promotions. But those sort of managers make it uncomfortable for the likes of football chairman, uh, and Steve Cottrell did. But yeah. they're, they're also winners as well, and they're driven people, and they show that. Their personality shows that, and their players show that, and the way that they give their all on the pitch for them every single week. We yeah. haven't got a coach who's able to, to lift the players to do that, and recruitment hand-in-hand hand with that. It just means that, like Ian said, we can't pass sort of tackle our way out of the wet paper bag. And it was typified tonight by by Henry Lansbury, who tried to tackle Joao, fouled him, and came off so badly. He, had to be substituted. <clears throat> he probably he, thought he probably thought he had enough. Uh, a couple of people have picked me up, and I wasn't advocating the fact it was a good thing having ex England coaches. Steve has said on the on the text he did say in a pod back in August, "Don't get impressed by England coaches." And queued eighty three, he said England coaches mean nothing. No, I I'm inclined to agree because I think managing kids under nineteen at international level is not like the rigorous rigorous vigorous uh, demands of uh, Championship football. I mean, Dave, let's come back to uh, our esteemed uh, Mr Ashton and recruitment. You know, and Lansdowne was saying. And he's getting unfair treatment from the fans on here. I mean, I'd, I'd accept any sort of treatment, half a million a year. And we talk about recruitment and who's been involved. I checked out. We all know uh, Mark Lands. Uh, we all know uh, Mark Ashton's profile on LinkedIn. Those of us that have looked, he was a director of West Brom for 14 years, really. But I checked out Mervyn Day, who was our chief scout. Now Mervyn Day is now chief scout at. Uh, Rangers, he's been in that post for about a year. But when you look at Mervyn Day's track record as a head of recruitment, after he finished coaching at Charlton Athletic in 2006, he's ha- he had a four-year stint with us. But every other job he's had, which I think is three of them, it's always been a couple of years. And in my experience in recruitment, it can sometimes take two years before you're found out for not being able to perform and not deliver against your objectives. I mean, the, if, there's, if they don't change the manager, uh, Dave, the whole recruitment setup needs to be looked at. And you did uh, a very good post, or it might have been Alessandro on uh, OTIB today, yeah, yeah, just yeah. looking at the financial, and it's probably worthy of a pod all by itself. But it's Latin, um, what's his name? Ashton isn't all that on recruitment, particularly where you look where most of his funds fair chunk have come from players that were here before he was what do yeah. you say B- busted flush i think's uh, the expression isn't it i think yeah you know or he sold off the family silver and, and we're now starting to see what he's got left with um you know I, I could talk for hours on the recruitment strategy under first of all sean o'driscoll who had a, a, a different job to do but but brought in keith burt um, and then Cotter and Burt have, you know, then, you know, put that magical side together in fourteen, fifteen, 
yeah, we we can we all know the stories about what happened in the summer of 2015. But we were recruit recruiting to a plan, um, and really since since Ashton's come in, we've started to see lots of transfers. And 68 not, in total, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I 69 with with Henry Lansbury. So um, yeah, it's. I, you know, I, I would say at best it's it's mixed, it's scattergun, and I think you get that when you don't when you don't recruit to a plan. Uh, I was chatting to someone earlier on on OTIB about um, the the kind of playing philosophy, and I and I, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this word, but I said at the start of the season three five two. I'm a big fan of three five two. I played in it quite a lot as well, but it's a bastard to recruit to, and it's is what I call an all in formation. You either go for it in that, and you you've just got to stick with it because it's a really difficult formation to move away from, and mm. and that's really where we've left ourselves now. And we did the same under Lee as well in terms of flitting between formations and then not having players to you know to fit that formation. I think we've got all the way through the, the reign we've had decent players in fairness, but decent players as individuals. You line them up individually and they look all right. Yeah. You then yeah. try to think, how do they fit into a team? And I've sat there the last couple of weeks and I, I you know, admittedly some of it exacerbated by not having a natural left back to play. But I really struggled to name what team I might play and, you know, fictitiously what what game plan I might put in place. I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss, I really am. Yeah, um, I've got a bit of Dave. I've got a bit, of, a little bit of breaking news. Um, still, no sign of Dean Holden out of the dressing room yet for the press conference. Players who were warming down have all been called in. Yeah, I just seen that come up on our uh, Twitter feed or our ticker feed here on the on the app. I mean, Guy Majo's just said, um, "Is do you think if if Lansdowne? I don't think he's gonna." go i mean i'm saying that really hoping that he does it's touching the old brer rabbits please don't get rid of the magic he's not going to go and then he does but uh, he said uh, that lansdowne's due to make a statement appointment of a manager and somebody else has said yeah he's probably foaming salivating at the prospect of maybe having frank lampard uh, down here i mean les on the basis that the manager does go do you think it will be a statement manager? someone's just said he's a goner i don't know if he has gone sorry to interrupt well, let's keep somebody keep an Sorry. eye on what's being said. If somebody's got a radio in the yeah, background, I take am. it into another well, room. Keep listening. But but Les, do you do you think that it'll make a statement managerial appointment, or do you think it'll be caretaking till the end of the season? Uh, well, firstly, I think it's important to say I've never seen like the fan base, the local press, the Sky commentators seemingly absolutely united that everything has been dire for the last month. Um, usually there's a degree of you know, disagreement. People sit on the fence, especially on, in the press. But Gregor absolutely ripped into him in the week. And yeah. the Sky commentator has mm-hmm. been ripping into him for a week. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where that, where that goes and that speeds the process up. But in terms of management, uh, it, we just don't know, do we? I mean, I said in the summer, Paul Cook would be a great candidate. Yeah. Will he go for a stand-up manager? Would he get Frank Lampard? I don't think Frank Lampard would come to Bristol City. No. I don't think no, Jared no. would come no, there. Wouldn't. I wouldn't particularly want him, to be honest. No. I think, no. Would, do, what, any... what, do we, what, what do we mean, Dave, by like a big name? For well, me, a big name at this level is Paul Cook, is a Nigel well, Pearson. that's a name, isn't it? Is an I mean, Atkins, you know? Yeah, or or yeah, he's gone now. But Mick McCarthy seems certainly seems to be doing the business for, uh, for for Cardiff now, doesn't he? Yeah, because they've been on a winning spin since they beat us, and they'd started it yeah. even before. I mean, Ian, do you think statement statement manager if he does go next time? 
Well, what, what I want to say, and I, I don't really know what a, sta- a statement manager is. If you say a big well, Steve name Koppel, manager, Steve Koppel was a statement manager, wasn't he? Yeah, and we yeah. all know how that turned out. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, for me, you want someone who's got promotions on their CV. And, okay, you could say, well, do they have to be championship promotions? Preferably, so you're looking at a Pearson, uh, you're looking at someone that's managing the Premier League that's got contacts. That, that knows where good players are. You're looking at an Eddie, Eddie Howe that you could sell um, a, a, a project to, and it really would be a project. You know, we've got a good, a good academy system, fantastic training ground, three quarters of a stadium, and, and the quarter that's not new isn't bad. So, you know, the guy was at Bournemouth for years when they were getting crowds of 10,500. So you could say, well, look, you know, all being well, you could fill this, 27,000. And by the way, get us in the Premier League and we'll build another 7,000 seat stadium that end. So I can see it being a sell, a good sell to somebody. It's not like trying to sell a Downs League club. No. The other thing that I, that I can see is when we talk about sells, and we can discuss this later if you want or now. Yeah, then do, it, do it in a minute because I want to bring that up as our final right. topic when we go there. Yep. All right. Okay. But, but, my, but I, it, it's... One thing, Mark, you could imagine Mark Ashton doing is selling somebody like Eddie our project. You know, look at we look at his training ground, look at his ground, look at it. We got this multi-billionaire owner. We've got, we've got, we've got, we've got. So yeah. you. you and what about the fact that Celtic? What about the fact that he's widely tipped to be the next Celtic manager? Well, Neil, Eddie Neil Howe, Lennon's got and win something. Well, Neil, Neil Lennon's got to get the sack first. So is he going to depend on that? Does he want to go to Scotland because the last time he moved? Very away true. from Bournemouth, he went to Burnley and he, he was back there yeah. about five minutes. He so, hated yeah. it, didn't he? Yeah. You know, it, his family lives in Bournemouth. He's very happy. Bournemouth's not five million miles from Bristol. So and One of his parents passed know. away while he was up at Burnley. I, th- I think that might have right. coincided with it <laughs> well, as well. I, 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 so, I think, or, you know, a family member, I'm pretty sure, passed away while he was up there as well, which didn't help. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's, it, I, for all I know, his wife's, his, his wife's Scottish and she might want to go and live in Glasgow. But Neil Lennon has to get the sack first. And he's just won four or five on the trot. Yeah. So I, I don't think he's necessarily going to get the sack. And, and what you've got to do in this industry depending on how Bournemouth are paying him off, and I think they probably paid him off or he was out of contract, he, he, you, you've got to strike while the iron's hot. And, and a, a bird in the hand's worth 10 in the bush because somebody might get the sack, then again, they might not. And, yeah. and away you go. But I've got, we, we have to bring in somebody with success, with a CV that you look at and you go, oh, blimey, this bloke's good. He's got eight or 10, oh, he's played in the Premier League. Oh, look at the clubs he's got in the Premier League. Mm. You know, look at, Look at uh, who, did, who did Warnock get in there? Sheffield United in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. Dave. Let oh, me ask not, you. They're let me not ask you. In City. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. And look at. I think there's 50 clubs have been in the Premier League now since it was established, and we should be at least, even if we were there for one season, it would be an achievement. I mean, Dave. Um, everything that Ian said there, somebody's got a track record, and he, he hasn't gone yet. Somebody said he has. Um, some Twitter person just saw that come up on the feed here but uh one man that fits that bill is uh Jovanovic, isn't it who took um fulham up i mean would he be a better choice than uh, uh than, than, than paul cook who would get the nod for most people after the latest debacle what do you think Jovanovic as a as an option i, I, I think he's the caliber of manager you you want where where is he at the moment in 
Saudi or somewhere like that, managing mm. of Qatar. I, I, I don't know the financial side of it. I think, you know, a, a manager of that calibre would be very good, in my opinion. I like Les. I really like Paul Cook. I think he, in terms of where we are, perhaps financially as well, well you know, not, and I'm not referring back to Wigan here, I think one of those players who's used to, sorry, managers who's used to working on a budget, good at polishing rough diamonds. Getting, mm. you know, young players in that, you know, probably play above themselves. I, bit of, I um, a little bit, sorry to, in, sorry to interrupt, Dave. There's a guy who's okay. a journalist, or says he's he not. is, on, twi- he's on Twitter. He's David got 3,800 followers. He's a retweeter. Yeah, he might well have been sacked, but he's not a journalist. I've, I've seen him loads of times. Right, before. somebody's just put up, yeah. folks, 23 has just said, Bristol City, Dean Holden has been sacked after a run of poor results and losing the dressing room. I don't believe any any of that until we until we actually have it. Ali Durden will be on it or someone like that, first of all, won't they? He's normally pretty pretty good if something is happening tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah it'd, be it on B, it'd, be on B, it'd be on the BBC uh, Sport uh, Twitter feed rather than and Durden or Radio Something Bristol. sounds a little bit more genuine. Gary Hours on Radio Bristol just said, Holden came to the technical area and called in all staff and players quickly. Uh, they re- uh, they're saying here they reckon he might res- might have resigned, right? Or left by mutual consent. Probably, yeah. That's probably that's just, that's just well. That I mean, but Gary Hours. I mean, he hasn't said he's resigned. He's just basically said that's what happened, uh, and he was he's down at the ground. So I I believe what he said. To be perfectly honest. Well, I think by the amount of time we got left going, you know, we'll 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 know something one way or another. Another name, Taze has put up there his shortlist: Pearson, Cook, Howe, Billich, Hughes, Wagner. Now, I wouldn't particularly want Mark Hughes here myself. Anybody uh, agree with that? Anybody think he'd be a good choice, Mark Hughes? Yes, no. Um, no, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, not. I wouldn't. I'm not saying I want him, but I I think he did reasonable jobs at most of the clubs he's he's been at. I think. I don't think he's a crap manager. I think he did a good job at Wales as well, but um, I don't see us getting anyone like that anyway. If I'm being perfectly honest, yeah, I like the idea of some like Nigel Me- Michel Owen is tweeting something similar as well. The Sky yeah. Girl is down there. She's tweeting something similar as well. So, oh, um, her pancakes up off the floor. Yeah, talk about pancakes. I beg your pardon. I had two absolutely amazing. I had two absolutely amazing pancakes this evening at halftime, which were a nice, nice light mixture, courtesy of Delia Smith. I didn't make them; Mel made them for me with the cream and golden syrup. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. That is, of course. But uh, well, we've gone, we've gone, we've gone from talking about tossers to uh, pancakes. Can I add another bit of news I've just heard as well? Go on. um, So we were talking about recruitment earlier, and we were, I think. Did Birvin Day's day get mentioned? Yes, I mentioned. Yes, yeah. yeah. But there, there was also a guy that followed him. He was Lee Johnson's cousin, Adam Griffin. He, yeah. he went, he went, he left fairly recently too, but within kind of like the last week I'm here. So, yeah. So there's going to be changes there. There's going to be changes there, isn't there? I yeah. think on the uh, on the recruitment side, somebody's put the taxi driver. That's not fake taxi or anything like that. He hasn't appeared on. He hasn't appeared. Although most of you like me, did you see the control panel? We did have somebody that wanted to join the debate. Yes, and uh, it was yeah. I, talk about that off air but it was quite interesting i almost uh yeah i almost let them into the room uh but um it probably I, I, like somebody... the, I like the comment that said dave, dave fevs wants to rebuild the club by xl by xl <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
I'll tell you what, least it least he'd be able to add up. Yeah. I mean, so we got exactly. people Dave, we got people Dave, down there that can. Yeah, go on. Dave, you're in. Get 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 your get your uh, dust off that dust off that suit and get it down. Yeah, I'll recruit <laughs> I'll recruit a manager for them. I'd do it for nothing. I I would. I really would do that just for the prestige. But uh, there we go. I mean, look, Ian did a very good little email that he showed me, and I meant to have it in front of me here at the moment, but I haven't. Um, and it was a list of all the players that are out of. Uh, well, the in contract and who we've got come the thirtieth of June. That's when all the players' contracts run out. And as we said in an earlier pod, none of the players are out of contract. There appear to be any negotiations going to keep them, other than Fam. And I think that ship has passed now. Anyway, Ian and I talked today about the notion that is Lansdowne. I don't think it would happen, but again, it's one of these wish. It'd be interesting if it did. Is Lansdowne clearing the decks such that? he could sell the football club as an entity that rents the stadium, rents the stadium. Can I just, can I just butt in there? Oh. Michelle Owen has just tweeted, looking like Dean Holden may have been relieved of his duties awaiting official word, but no one has appeared for post-match. I mean, that could be just speculative, but I just thought I'd mention yeah. it. Tom Rolls put that on there as well. But getting back, getting back to the point, and you, you back up what I'm saying here, Ian, or, or, or explain your reasons why it didn't sound so daft, that Lansdowne would be clearing the decks for somebody to come in and do, right, you haven't got to worry about infrastructure or anything, but you need to just put money into taking the club and the prizes, getting them into the, into the Premier League, and you know we'll charge you a rental for the ground, and if we get to the Premier League, that'll go up. And Steve Lansdowne could literally say, I can't achieve what I want with football. I've chucked money at it. I can't chuck any more. I still want to keep the Bristol sport model going. But, you know, the football club, I'm pandering to all those people that said, let it be run by football people or people with a different mindset. Ian, expand on uh, expand on that because it's not such a harebrained idea, really, is it? When you look at the well, way things have been cleared. If, if, well, if we look at the, the two things, we've got, we will have at the end of this, in from June the 1st this year, we will have 15 players under contract to the football club. This is assuming all the players that are out of contract are not retained. Okay? So those 15 include three goalkeepers. So that leaves you with 12 outfield players. Yep. Now, why would you do that? And, and and my my view is the only reason to do it is is if you were clearing the decks. Now that list doesn't include any of the younger players, so the under twenty ones who have played for the first team. So Semenyo, Masengo, Backinson, yeah. yeah. So that Taylor. So it doesn't include those. We've got 25 in the under 21 squad and we've currently got 25 in the first team. Yeah. So, uh, but that's with all those players going now. Now, if, if all those players are out of contract, somebody can come in and say, okay, uh, similar to what Fosen did at Wolves, which was slightly different because they own the ground. They bought the lock, stock and barrel from Sir Jack Hayward. But, they came in, said we've got a load of money, but we know three fifths of five eighths of f all about football. So what we'll do, we'll set up with Jorge Mendes, who's a super agent, and we'll bring in a sporting director and a CEO who really do know their onions. Within six weeks, um, there were fourteen top-flight Portuguese international players at Wolves, 
and the rest as up. they oh, sorry and 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 the rest as they say is history so th- that is is but but the the um the forum on this was a guy called Ron Nodes who owned at one time Brentford and another time Crystal Palace and he sold both football clubs but retained ownership of the ground yep and i think looking at what steve's done he spent millions on infrastructure so he could say, right, I'll rent you the ground for, I don't know, I'm making numbers up now, a million, two million a year. I'll rent you the football training ground for 250 grand a year. Here's the club. I'll give you it for nothing because it's losing money. There you go. You've got it. It's yours now. You've got to put the money in to take the club up to the Premier League. So yeah. at that point, his investment in infrastructure isn't at risk. Now, yeah. if somebody says, oh, well, you say that's going to... No, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it's a possibility and it would explain a lot of what's going on down there from the players' contracts running down to... And maybe, and maybe the players' attitude... Uh, so Holden... The well, no, the player, no, the, no, 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 the players wouldn't know. Holden, right. not getting, uh, Holden getting the job rather than another, you know, a more senior manager, so Chris Hewton, somebody like that, so it explains a lot of that, the thinking behind, yeah. you know, a six-week process and the best bloke, well, where was he? Well, he was, in, funny enough, he was in the office next door to Lee. Yeah. So that would explain a lot. So if I had an opportunity to ask Steve, I would say, Steve, is the club going to go up for sale, sir? If he said, don't be so stupid, no, it's not, I'm not going to sell the club and that's it, I'll never mention it again. Yeah. Okay, okay, so I'm not saying I know. No, you don't yeah. know. I'm We're not just saying I know. We're just speculating. Just, yeah, I'm, speculating. I'm just saying what if. Some justification. I'll come to you first, Dave, then Les. Just then, one more uh, thing. Mark, one well, more Mark thing. no, because I think there is going to be some breaking news on here, reading between the lines. Somebody check yeah. Twitter. I've got it open at the moment. But, uh, Dave, let me ask you that question. Do you think there's, there could be some substance to what Ian is saying, just circumstantial because you also said to me Lansdowne was doing some adjusting on the finances as well wasn't he with loans and yeah. conversions and what have you I think that's probably what Ian maybe kind of triggered Ian's thoughts a couple of weeks ago when the accounts came up when he converted some of the the, the, the loan didn't he about 50 million well, over he, 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 off, he, he paid, paid off paid Sky off is just saying Bristol City of Sack manager Dean Holden following their defeat at Reading yeah so, Gregor's sorry. announced it as well Sorry, Ingle. I think that was sorry, your thoughts, wasn't sorry, it? Sorry, buddy. Yeah, um, he, he paid off. Think... He paid off the the mortgage to Citibank. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. gone. He's gone. He's so, definitely gone. So yeah. I think there's. So I think there is some. You know, he might just be gearing up that that possibility. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how quickly. I don't know with what guys or whatever. I still I still can't quite get my head around how a you know inverted commas franchise model might work with a. At this point in time, when you've got, you know, limited revenues and huge outgoings, yeah, because the numbers. I mean, yeah. the finances, as as we said, we could devote a whole pod to that. But you know, maybe it's one of those things that if we weren't in lockdown, we could have anybody who listens to Forever Bristol City podcast have a pub meeting with a flip chart and show it all up there, and that'd be a bit of a crack. Maybe we can do that anyway in the in the fullness of time. Well, look, it is official. He's gone. Jeff C says put tins in temporary charge. If he's gone, I hope that you don't wish anybody out of a job. But I hope Downing 
and uh, Simpson have gone as well because I don't think they've uh, helped him. But let me come to you first, Mark, because you've been quiet while we've been chuntering on about other stuff. Um, inevitable, it's happened. What are your What are your initial thoughts? I, I mean, I feel sorry for the guy. Um, I'm sure he's tried his hardest, but you know, he was he was undoubtedly out out of his depth. And, and when after the first few games, when we played, you know, okay sides, it was always going to be how difficult, you know, how he, how he faced up to adversity and that with the injuries, he just hasn't been able to put a side out on the pitch that can compete recently and that's the problem. If your players can't tackle and pass the ball to a mate and show any movement, create chances, you're always going to be in trouble. So, yeah, I feel sorry for, for Dean. Um, good luck in, in, in whatever you do in the future and yeah. uh, I wish the new manager the best of luck and let's hope. I mean, I think you said at the top of the show, maybe Mark Ashton's out. I mean, if, if you think that if they, they got rid of him tonight that they, they have got somebody in mind, there are some good candidates out there. Um, I hope somebody like a Nigel Pearson or, or, or a, a Paul Cut would do for Well, me. somebody here, Red Supporter, he's just uh, chipped in. He said, Dean Holden sat in the dugout on the phone. I think he's got images of uh, Brian Tinian. No media interviews this evening as the club is set to make an announcement. I don't know whether the official announcement has come out. Paul Simpson set to be named caretaker manager. Keith Downing gone with Dean Holden. I mean, Les, it, it's official that he's gone. Your thoughts and... Paul Simpson to caretake him. What's going to change? Yeah, you know, how can they? You know, if they suddenly put in a performance against High Flying Barnsley, then you've got to say the, the players, the, the players cost him his job. Is that unfair? Uh, I think it is unfair. When Lee Johnson got sacked, I was absolutely does, uh, delighted, and then when I heard Holden got the job, I was absolutely gobsmacked. I could not believe it, and unfortunately, that was the same viewpoint with the majority of City fans and we've all been proved absolutely right he's a lovely bloke he's a nice chap as I've said in the past he would never have got another championship job he would not have got a league one job Um, so he was well out of his depth as for Simpson they need someone for the next week the next two weeks however long it'll be that's what it is isn't it I've got yeah yeah that's exactly it they need to have someone there just to keep a hold of the just to lead the team for a couple of weeks so I've got absolutely no problem with that at all I think he'll probably go when the new manager comes in the fact that Downing's gone is interesting because they gave him a two-and-a-half-year deal, and I think they had a, view, a vision for, for the long term, which tells me that maybe that if they do bring a new manager in, he'll be able to bring his own coaching staff with him, which is something mm. that hasn't always happened with us. So that would be, I think, a real positive. But no, really pleased. Good bloke, nice guy, completely out of his depth. So thank you. Les, where did the two-and-a-half-year deal for um, Downing come? I, I haven't been able to find that anywhere. Someone else mentioned that the other week, and I haven't, I haven't seen it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm only going by what other people have said, so I could be okay. wrong. I'll, Fine. That's okay. uh, so if, if I am, then yeah. That's, yeah. I would but think no, it would be I, bizarre to offer a head coach a 12-month rolling contract, subject to what the rolling contract is. We've all had that debate on previous pods. And then offer your coaching staff longer. I thought the same. I, yeah. yeah, I thought exactly the same thing. I could be completely well, wrong. It's funny, um, it's funny that's Dave. Funny. I... I read I read that article that you pointed me at. Um, you know, the guy was talking about rolling contracts. Yeah. And basically, um, the, the it can mean anything, can't it? Yeah, it, it this guy it, it, must have cited absolutely. at least six six different meanings of a rolling contract. Uh, and 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 you know, Look, I think uh, I think Lansdowne's got enough money because I think the acceptance is that you know because you can be on a contract, but somebody can pay you for your services rendered. You're a victim of circumstance, and I think 
Holden should never have got the job in the first place, and he's probably on half what Lee Johnson was on, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah probably a, a yeah. quarter, a quarter of what, or half less than half what uh, Mark Ashton was on. And Steve Lansdowne, he can say, Dean is he is salary mate, yeah, or is hundred grand in cash? Thanks, and sorry it didn't work out. And I think that's the sort of man, generous man, that Lansdowne would be. It really is a case of what he does do now because. Dave, I'll ask you the question. That's happened. I'm guessing Ashton delivered the news. Is Ashton safe, or do you think if they go for a caretaker between now and the end of the season, because there's still all this COVID uncertainty with no guarantee of when season tickets going to come on sale, nobody's going to buy season tickets, early bird offers, if Paul Simpson's there for the next three months, are they? But what do you think, Dave? Let's have your view on him going. Who might replace him, and is Ashton safe? I, I don't think he got a, a vote of confidence from Steve Lansdowne last night either. Um, I think, to fo- as I probably said at the start of the show, to focus on what he does with the EFL is a bit of a makes a mockery of £540,000 salary a year. You know, you could get someone else in who can schmooze people better than Mark Ashton a lot cheaper, I would have thought. Um, yeah. So I think he's on thin ice. Um, whether it'll happen this season, I think it might depend on maybe who, who he appoints next. And whether they can make a bit of a you know flying start, otherwise I think his credentials are in a bit of a disarray. To be honest, in terms of a next appointment, if it's, if, was that your question? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, and that as well. I, 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 I say I, I really like Paul Cook. I, you know, in some respects, you might say, you know, is that not looking high enough? And you, you could argue that if you could get a real quality manager, and don't necessarily ask me to you know name them at the moment off the top of my head, but you know, someone who's been in the Premier League. Let's throw a name out there just as a, a, a stupid name who's, who's not available. Someone like, if you could get someone of, say, David Moyes' calibre, someone like that. Who, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't hear you, Dave. David Dave, Moyes. David Moyes. Yeah, yeah but he's not. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. doing a fantastic job. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. But if you could get someone of, you know, a proven Premier League manager, I don't think we will, then, then great. But otherwise, look at someone who's working with a, you know, a tight group. Ugh, I can't say it, a tight Nick players can yeah. do it on a budget, got a good eye for talent, and, and then you can dispense with Mark Ashton because he'll know much more about out of talent ID than Mark Ashton ever will. Well, are you going to so, was, so was Ashton Cook, also Paul... responsible for bringing Andy Rolls in as well? Who's uh, yes, he was, yes, he was. So yes, he I think was. He's, that, that, he's, got, he's got that to contend with as well, hasn't he? Ashton, not just uh, yeah. the player recruitment, but also Mr. Rolls, um, you know. I think, I think, I think, I think the thing is, it's working under Ashton with all the power that he's got. And I was chatting to my friend Dave, the Brentford fan, and somebody independently put this on the uh, um, OTIB today that Brentford have got a chief executive, a guy called John Varney, and if you look at him, he's got that high-profile corporate persona. That was why I was advocating Richard Scudamore as like a part-time executive. I mentioned, I meant, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, you mentioned him, and didn't John, you? This John Varney, but yeah, um, uh, last, uh, last, uh, Brentford, cast. they have two directors of football looking at different aspects. One, I think, is talent acquisition, and one is contract. So they have a chief exec, but he is not over totally hands-on because Lands, uh, Ashton is head of everything in that respect. And is, is it his brother, his son-in-law or brother-in-law who's the head of football operations? So he's really got a cabal of people around him. And if it does end up being Michael Appleton, then the Lansdowns really have been uh, sold down a river or sold for his uh, everything he's got to say. What do you say, Ian, to, uh, to that? You know, the Brentford model is the one that we should follow in every respect. 
Well, if it's all about people, isn't it? It's all about employing the right people. And I don't, I don't think I haven't seen anything in Mark Ashton that makes me think he's the right fellow. I certainly wouldn't want Michael Appleton anywhere near the club. Might be a decent coach, but I want somebody with the experience and the promotions on his CV. And and, and I don't want another good human being, another nice fellow, another bloke who's a brilliant coach but can't get the players playing. I want a somebody. Well, so I want a Howe. I want a Pearson. I want a Warnock. You're not going to get. I mean, we had David Moyes lined up once, and we and we absolutely well shat on him, not to put too fine a point on it. So I don't think he'd come near the place anyway. Um, but no, well, no, I think he's an example. If he was, even if he was, it's probably even to use even to use his name because he's in a job and he's doing a pretty damn good job with West Ham by the look of it. So, but when you say yeah. somebody like him. I mean, let's yeah. assume. Let's assume because he's always walking a tightrope. Let's assume in the next six weeks, Newcastle fall under a bit of a spell and their knee-jerk reaction. Would we go for a Steve Bruce if he no. suddenly got made redundant? No, said you, no. Mark. Yeah, unless no, no, I would. No. I would. Well, no. yesterday's not, man. Not for me. No. Okay. I, I, th- I, I think there's there's there is talent out there that is already available and I think like Dave said you want to go for the big beast the big beast probably is Eddie Howe will we get him very unlikely then you've got to look at the best the best of the rest that's when you Pearson that's where your cook's coming out I'll tell you now I would much rather have someone with quite a lot of experience in this division in the last few years than someone who's played their trade in the Premier League for a substantial amount of time and perhaps hasn't been the championship for a short well for an extensive period of time um, Pearson Pearson fits yeah. that bell then. So if you're Steve Lansdowne, I mean, would would Pearson get in front of Steve Lansdowne? Because Ashton is, is would be like a turkey would be like a turkey uh, voting for, uh, for Christmas. Ashton would be like <laughs> a turkey voting for Christmas, advocating somebody like uh, Pearson, wouldn't he? Yeah. And and if you're Lan- if you're Lansdowne and Pearson says, look, I really like the setup here. I'll buy into it. I'm going to curb my uh, I'm going to curb my wicked ways and what have you. And I'm going to be a good boy. But Ashton's got to go. Yeah. Then what do you do then if any manager of repute says I'm only coming on these terms? What do you What do you do then, Mark? What do you do? Does he Does he throw Ashton to the wolves, or does he say, "Well, sorry," and we we end up ending up with a, another underwhelming appointment? Somebody was advocating that guy Low at um, at uh, yes. Plymouth, who's done a made a reasonable fist of stuff, plays three five two. Yeah. What do you, What do you say, Mark? I mean, he'd be stupid. He'd be he'd be stupid to say no, you know. If you've got somebody, uh, you know, like a like a Nigel Pearson, but I, yeah, I don't think. I mean, with the structure, uh, you know, I don't think they. I think Chris Hewton would have been appointed or Paul Cook the first time, you know, back in the summer. Why why yeah. did it take six weeks? Because the people that they tried to recruit obviously didn't want to work within the structure, or, or they 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 said no to them, which was crazy, really. So we're just back. As far, we're back to square one in a way because Mark Ashton's still still chief executive, and we've yeah. got a vacancy. We've got a vacancy for head coach. Which which who's going to blink first? Uh, you yeah. know, in, in in terms of recruitment, City City have done have done okay appointing managers under pressure when they appointed Gary Johnson um, when we had a terrible start in two thousand uh, and 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 four two thousand sorry two thousand five two thousand and six, and likewise with Steve Cottrell. 
he's probably doing a better job from his from his sick bed than uh, than we've done in the last few weeks. I mean, he's yeah. given, he's you know he's speaking to his coaches during games. I mean, it's unbelievable what I was reading today yeah. about him putting his putting his health on the line for for the sake of the team. But we want somebody who's going to come in. Uh, who's, who's completely driven, and that's your Paul Cook and Nigel Pearson, and the players are a reflection of the manager. They go out there and put their bodies on the line for him every single game and get every ounce out of them. They're not doing yeah. that at the moment. <laughs> Somebody's put on here, Red Supporter is another. Somebody's Red Supporter said, set up a GoFundMe page should be set up so we can pay off <laughs> to get Go him out of the page. club. I think that's a good one, uh, Red Supporter, with your 44 likes uh, on there. I mean, guys, we've gone over, uh, uh, well, we try and keep it to an hour or thereabouts. We should, Dave, if there's good conversation to go with. Yeah, that's good. I'm happy happy to keep it. You can always. Yeah, you can always edit the edit the bits out, and I mean, uh, no, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave I'll it. always edit you out, Ian, can't we? That's yeah, yeah. I mean, you repeated oh, all that. When you, when you came, all, all the stuff that you mentioned, Ian, we covered that in the first five minutes where you were off doing your doing your Gary yeah. Lineker on I, another I, channel yeah. or what have you. I dropped, I dropped, I dropped yeah. out because I thought I'd be loyal to this this station. You see, there, uh, there are the end. Are you in? Well, I think I think I described this as the end of an era. The end of an era, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. Some, some Capello say, "Keep it going, lads, until we get an appointment of the next manager." <laughs> did you? Did you? Did you see? Did has anybody seen the comment from Tomo um, on the messaging? I was sat in front of a Middlesbrough scout. I saw oh, it, yeah. and then it disappeared because yeah, so for Warnock this evening. He had also watched us at Watford. He admitted that he's struggling to report any quality for Neil to worry about. He also said fam interest was 100% correct and he wouldn't be surprised seeing him go to Borough in the summer. So this is t- Tomo was in the ground. Is that sound right? Yeah, Tomo's, Tomo yeah. has been doing stuff for some uh, sports agency or something. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> somebody's brought in about... It, it, uh, yeah, fake that, must the easiest, that must be the that must be the easiest dossier he's ever written. You know, not he wouldn't have filled he wouldn't have filled two lines of A four, would he? I mean, <laughs> oh, two, words, two words, two exactly. words, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Well, look, we are we are where we are. This is like when I used to do my stuff on GWR back in the eighties and nineties, and you're doing your report, and then a goal goes in, you know. And this is like this is breaking news as we do it. We've actually had a managerial sacking while we've been on air. I mean, do you think he was sacked or do you think he resigned? Would it, would it, no, he was sacked. Manager resigns today. They they leave by he, mutual he was, consent. He was sacked, which is a sacking. Once, once he, Red Robins said, "Yeah, sacked." Once he'd once he'd agreed his his payoff, you're not going to resign. Because um, you know, if you if you quit your job, you don't get paid off. And if he's on, a, if if the rolling contract is what we thought, and that he's you know continually got a year's notice, then he's going to go off with two hundred and fifty grand in his bin, isn't he? Well, so, I mean, saying that, but if he's on a contract that was only a year and it's only got four months to run, that's what I'm saying. Lansdowne, you know, he he he's got enough money that he could say, "You've done the honourable thing, Dean, and I respect you for resigning." Look, I should really only pay you three months of the balance of your contract, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna bung you 150 grand, yeah, and whistle out the tax for you. And he could do that because that sort of money is like petty cash to him. Yeah. And the funny I think- thing is now there's there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a meeting in the smoky rooms of Ashton Gate and and Steve's gonna say, Mark, now who is that candidate who's gonna take us to the next level? And he's gonna say, Well, I know a bloke called Michael at Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got I don't, his numbers, I don't, I don't, so I give him a bell. <laughs> I don't think Appleton would come at the moment. I don't think if no. he was in the job, he'd take it because they're top of the league. They've got games in hand. I would be very surprised if he'd been that off for us at this point in time. 
Yeah. And Taylor yeah. Moore's played there as well. He, he played under Appleton, didn't he? You know, he will know what he's like. <laughs> well, he might. He might come. But then, you know, if if you're la- you know, to, 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 to the powers that be, listen to what we've got to say. I don't mean us on the podcast. I mean on OTIP and the ridicule that we would get if Appleton did come and then didn't show any improvement. We'd be looking for another manager before the end of there, September, wouldn't we? I just thought of another another manager who's available at the moment who, who sounds good on TV, uh, good tactically. Is well, he's you know his his career his career is stalled. But what about um, uh, Mr. Cowley? Uh, you know, bring oh, yeah. God no, yeah, God yeah. no, Tree Lincoln, Huddersfield, I, no, I, yeah, no, yeah. No, somebody, somebody's tried to get in. Somebody's tried to get into the live studio. Somebody very famous. It's uh, Bill Roach, aka Ken Barlow. So we're going to let him in, right? Well, he's and been we're in letting there. him in. Dave, he's, been, he's, he's been he's trying not- to get in there all night. I said, right. chuck him out. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Is he? Is should we let him in? Just say one thing. No. 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 All right. Disconnect. There you go. Bye. He's a bit. A bit he's, <laughs> he's like grey. The red chair that was. He's he's a bit like he's a bit like fake taxi. I think. All right. He's probably he's probably Mark Ashton's uh, handle. That is. Ken Barlow. So it's was fun. Mike Ashton the the Iranian guy the other week then as well? It could well have been. Yeah, he's not. I mean, I mean, these these sort of things, Cowley and Appleton. I mean, re, I mean, really, is is that is that the level we're we're going to now? Or, no, I'm just suggesting. Na- I'm just suggesting names. Yeah, it has been announced on Twitter. By the way, somebody just said on City's uh, yeah, official yeah. Twitter page. Has anybody got an official announcement there that they can read? It's announced on the, on the on the Oh, here we go. C- somebody's somebody's yeah. quoted it. Somebody's quoted the Bristol City after the sixth successive defeat. The Bristol City board have decided that a change of head coach is necessary. Assistant head coaches Paul Simpson and Keith Downing will take charge of training until further notice. The club would like to thank Dean for his service to the club over the years and wishing well for the future. There will be no further comment at this stage. Yeah, we'd the like Palace to thank Dean for his service for setting the yeah. moment. Read the standing orders. <laughs> I'd keep the. I. I. My advice to them would be to keep hold of that template because they might need it again. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, but, we'd like to but, thank. We'd like to thank Dean, but he set. He kept setting the team increasingly low standards. He found it very difficult to reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it actually says they'll words. take. They. They also. It also says it are interestingly that assistant head coaches Simpson and Downing. Will take charge of training until further notice. So yeah. it, it doesn't say that you know Maybe they'll be in charge of the, the team. Doesn't team say they're selection. caretakers, does it? Does it? it doesn't say no. that. Te- doesn't say they're caretakers until further notice, which applies. Well, judging on the past record, they'll be in charge for six weeks then, or something like that. Yeah, but uh, can, I, can I ask you a question, Dave? Can I ask a question that some which of you one, Dave might? Or Dave, Dave, oh, all, all of you, all of you. <laughs> all right, because uh, you'll know the answer better than I will. When we got rid of O'Driscoll, how long did it take before Cottrell came in? And when we got rid of Cottrell, how long did it take before Johnson came in? Well, two or three days, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I, I guess on Cottrell, when Cottrell was sacked, it took, took two, two days for Mark Ashton to be officially announced, if that if that's a... Yeah, he brought Pemberton in. He brought Pemberton yeah. in and he won his first game of, against Borough, didn't he? With Wes... Yeah, uh, a couple of, that's right. Of, you're right. Couple of, you're right. Two and a half weeks before... Johnson got a point. I think it was Cottrell went on the 14th of January. Ashton came in on the 16th of January. And I think um, Johnson was appointed on the 6th of February, if my memory is correct. 
Yeah, and I'm guessing the quickest, one of the quickest he ever did was when Sim- when uh, Tinian took over from uh, Danny Wilson. Yeah, because that was fairly quick, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, it was, more like a couple, it was like you, two or three days after the, um, you, the playoff defeat to Brighton. When the- if, you, if you look at our, our performance, though, in case anybody's saying, well, I think, you know, some people have said on Twitter, I think it's a bit harsh. In Before tonight's game, in current form league, we were 23rd, having lost five from six. That's now yeah. six from seven. Clean yeah. sheets, we were 22nd in the league with only seven. Yeah. Goal scored, we were 15th. And we've conceded the fifth highest number of goals. Yeah. In the home table, we were 10th. And in the away table, because as people would say, we always play far better away, we were actually 17th. So he'd slip um, right down. That's on the back of five straight um, defeats away from home, isn't it? And, and seven, we were seven, ninth. Seven we were ninth seven. in the failed to score table. So yeah. only eight teams have failed to score on more occasions than us. Yeah. So it's a pretty sad indictment of of a, of a, of a team. I wonder what his win percentage is, though, because he drew so many matches. I bet his win percentage is still a very acceptable over forty. Because if you look at most you managers. It's just so loud. I need to get to bed. <laughs> get a bed then. Get a bed. Get a, there we go. Get a bed then. Um, no, it's look, it, it, over 40%. I mean, basically, he'll finish up about the same as, as Lee Johnson did, but over more games. Yeah. Yeah. So he has. He's got a 40% plus, uh, and still only seven points off the playoffs, as uh, as Red Robbo has said there. But um, might, might as well be 70. Yeah, no, there we go. Relieved of duties with immediate effect. Rigorous and vigorous. That's the words we're looking for this time out, isn't it? Yeah. Not this time out. Not that time out. It is getting late, chaps. I mean, I don't think we're going to have, if there is a managerial announcement before Saturday's game against Barnsley, obviously we'll have a little chat about that. Um, I think think this has been an interesting uh, debate at the end of a very uh, uh, disappointing evening on the pitch, but... uh, more new beginnings again, yes, because you know the 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 you know with Holden was a continuum of Lee Johnson really. So as Dave uh, or Les may have said, you know it's a chance maybe to change some of the backroom staff so there's nobody there with any past connections at the club. I think the players have got a lot to answer for with uh, some of their performances. Um, I'd like to see Callas. Uh, come across as more of a captain than he has done but um any uh parting words from each of you in turn uh come to you first mark because you're getting the summons to bed uh, if you're still with us uh mark your your, your thought your, your hopes for the next five days at bristol city that takes us beyond barnsley what are you hoping to see well i mean i hope they bring in a, an experienced manager you know the caliber that we're looking for sooner rather than later. But if we got, to, you know, if it's got to be Simpson and Downing uh, this Saturday, I just hope that they can lift the players. You know, get them into a shape where we offer something. Uh, you know, in attack, and yeah. then, you know, we we you know we could put some tackles in, and and the players actually you know represent Bristol City in the way oh, in that a they performance. should. And do the basics. We just want a yeah, performance, a performance, a performance against Bentley, uh, Bentley, but. <laughs> Barnsley. And Barnsley um, have improved, haven't they? I mean, they've been they have. No, it's not an easy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely right. Les, um, <laughs> some of the text coming through there. Les, what are your hopes for the next uh, five? What are your hopes for the next five days? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'd like to see Simpson and Dowling relieved of their duties. Either Eddie Howe or Paul Cook come in and they're allowed to bring in their backroom staff. Um, so we have a real refreshing of the coaching unit with some real proven quality. And I hope that it's not going to be one of the, uh, the Cowley brothers. I think there's a really good chance uh, it may be because they do fit the mould that what we that and they're available. usually go for. But no, I'd like to see, obviously go for Eddie Howe, can't get him, go for Paul Cook and let him bring his backroom staff in. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah, and uh, Dave, your uh, hopes for the next five days to pass post Barnsley? Um, I guess just a, a kind of word to say, you know, I do feel for Dean tonight, you know. Ultimately, you know, no problem with the decision, but he's a, and I know it's going to sound a bit crap, but he is a, he is a decent bloke, um, probably wrong type of job for him, and I hope he gets back into football as soon as possible. Yeah, and finally, and finally, Ian... Um, your your hopes uh, for the next uh, five days? Um, I hope we bring in a, a, a successful manager who, who's obtained multiple promotions, knows the championship and uh, knows the Premier League as well. Um, and somebody that's going to increase the profile of our club. But, I mean... You talk about, just quickly, you talk about organisation. Just as you asked me the question, they were showing the goals back uh, on mm. Sky. I don't know if it was Ray Charles or Stevie Wonder that lined that wall up for the free kick. <laughs> but there were two of them stood there. They, 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 could have been, they couldn't have been further out the way of where the ball was likely to go <laughs> if they'd have been stood on the corner flag. And go. the second one, the guys played a one-two. The ball's at his foot. He's gone in. Callas or whoever is, is, is tackled him with all the force that my wife would have put into a tackle. Yeah. And he's come through that and he, he's kicked it onto Bentley. It's gone back onto him and looped up into the net. So, yeah. but if you don't set up right and if you're not organised, you've got no chance. And I'm sorry, but, but if you've got coaches down there and that's the best that they can produce, then it, it just really isn't good enough. And he should have gone weeks ago. So yeah. hopefully now we can get the eleven points we need to survive from. The, Which I think we will. I think we'll do that from 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 the forty eight available. I actually, I actually, well, depending on who the manager is, yeah, we may not. I think okay. I think we're that far gone. I saw a side tonight that was mentally and physically gone. However, we will have eight players back. According to what I heard from Dean Olden and whoever, when they were talking about injuries, we will have eight players back in March. Yeah. So let's let's hope, well, let's hope that's by true. By March, we could have a quarter of the season. We probably got a third of the season left now. By March, we could have a quarter of the season to properly assess and make a go for it next season. How many times have we heard that? I think I feel sorry for Dean because I think he is a nice human, everything about him. He conducts himself very well. I think it was a massive case of uh, over-promotion. Tim Rolls put on there, his wish is to see Mark Ashton sat on the far side of the pitch on the phone, a la Brian Tinian, Liberty Stadium, September 2005. That's the one thing, you know, I don't think that will happen. I think he'll live to fight another day. But uh, tonight, guys, being a great listener, everybody who's contributed um, another good, 
well, almost, I think it probably was a record audience. I haven't checked. Uh, over 100, a, Dave, at one point. Yeah, 100 in the room at one time and about 170, 160 different listeners. So people don't listen the whole time. So I'm really pleased with that. Thanks don't for blame your them. contribution. Uh, we'll be doing a pod on uh, Saturday, but if anything significant breaks before then, we'll, we'll feed one in. So I'll say night-night to uh, Les, to Mark, to Ian, and Dave, thanks for your contribution. Thanks to everybody who's made a uh, little text message contribution as well. And uh, bye bye, Dean Holton, uh, Holden. And uh, let's see, uh, let's see. Uh, can't even <laughs> you his name right. Him. You've forgotten him already. Forgotten him already. Let's see what uh, what the future brings. Good night, everybody. All the best. Right, good night. Good night. Cheers. Cheers. Good night. Good night, Dave. Bye bye. Right, bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.